0: What it do, what it do, what it do, what to do, beautiful people of the world, how you doing? You doing good? Wonderful, wonderful. I am blessed and highly flavored. Uh, today's episode of Life in 901 is going to be taking a, a bit of a, a detour, if you will, uh, just so you know. Uh, I stated in the little snippet episode that I released prior that we are going to be focusing on mainly politics, Um politics, Critical race theory, uh, it's so many different layers to it. So I'm not going to try to explain it all in one single sitting, just because if I do that, then we will literally never, never get to the end of it all, you know, so I am going to do this in a way that will help. It'll help make things a little bit easier, if that makes sense. So, let me pull up my notes, my noty notes. So, um, I I first want to give out a disclaimer. I want to put this little bit of information out because I don't want nobody assuming that I'm trash talking America or that I'm trash talking Canada Or I'm trash-talking the UK and Russia and China and Korea and Africa in its entirety, South America, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't want no one to assume that I'm saying, oh, the government is bad. Which, to a degree, I am very much saying that. But not in the capacity that you think I'm saying it. So, also, I am in no way trying to discredit anybody else's experience. This is primarily my speculation, coupled with a little bit of research that I have done to kind of understand how myself and other people like me, meaning black people, black and brown people, how we have navigated through our interaction with the country as a whole and how the system itself, though is changing in very minuscule ways it is not built sustainably to work in favor of people of color that that is what my primary focus and objective here is because america is trying to take critical race theory out of uh core curriculum for schools i don't want anyone to miss out on the opportunity to at least learn something about it so first things first i want people to if you haven't already you know added me on all social media platforms or if you're not following this this particular podcast then please please by all means follow do that that part because it's it's gonna get a little wild admittedly and I know for a fact at some point my emotions are going to get the better of me and I'm gonna start cussing so until that point comes I'm gonna try to keep it as civilized as possible also excuse the background noise cuz I am literally recording on my back porch I figured you know what I want to do this outside because I ain't been outside to record in quite some time so if it sounds like I'm moving around I'm not moving around I'm literally holding the microphone so it's gonna sound a little wobbly at times but that's okay that's totally fine so first things first I want to I want to put out a real real brief little synopsis if you will a little statement piece just to let you know how serious I am about to be with this Um, for those of you who are not native but you are you know born and raised in america and or canada i want you to quickly understand that the both countries history is riddled with racial bias and prejudice and segregation and all this that and the other now those of you who just look at the surface and don't look a little deeper there's going to be a lot of things that you probably didn't know beforehand and that's okay you know the whole point of these next couple of episodes is going to be me educating me giving you explanation for things me giving you cultural context for things so if you have questions feel free to reach out i will i will try to leave all of my social media information well as my patreon information in the show notes so you'd be able to properly reach out and contact me if you have questions i literally am my phone is always near me so if i get an email i'm gonna know if i don't answer it immediately just trust that i will get to it as soon as i possibly can Um, so what i'm gonna do this will be my structure I'm gonna start from the north and work my way down and one thing that I do want to talk about before I even get into the the intricacies of how black people are treated in these countries I'm gonna start off with the First Nations I'm gonna start off with the native populace now see I don't know a lot about uh, indigenous peoples and their experiences in America and in Canada and what have you, I don't know what their experience is in great detail, but I do know enough from hearing stories and reading uh, articles that it, shit was real. So first things first, do, do those of you you know who are of a uh, certain uh, geological heritage, I'm going to give you a trigger warning because this is going to be pretty damn rough. It's going to be bad. So first things first, real quick, we're going to talk about uh, what I I don't like to call it this. To be honest, I really don't even like the idea of it, but they're called Starlight Tours. And they were this really just... It really fucked up way white people it it was very much a it was sick it was very sickening it's um st- the 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 phrase starlight tours the the phrase itself rather is it it is a colloquial phrase that originated uh, in Canada this was uh i wanna say uh da, 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 let me think let me think uh let me see if I actually let me see if i can find it the exact the exact definition because i don't want to give y'all a half-assed definition of it so hold on one second okay boom so according to this this little article that i have luckily i had it pulled up beforehand so all i had to do is click on the tab uh the saskatoon Freezing Deaths was a series of three deaths of Indigenous Canadians in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in the early 2000s. Now, this was, uh, again, I call it the Starlight Tours. This was basically what they would do is um, they would pick up drunken or otherwise under the influence Indigenous people, the police. And they would take them out somewhere God knows where in the blistering cold. And as we all know, Canada gets colder than a hog nose in December. And so it's basically like they, the way they tried to paint the picture was, oh, we were just trying to sober them up. Well, no, you left them literally in the middle of nowhere in the freezing cold with nothing but their devices and some alcohol in their bloodstream. Like that was pretty fucking bad. Now, the three main deaths that that are he, written here in this little article was uh Rodney Nice, Lawrence Wagner, and Neil Stonechild. Nicestus and Wegner died in 2000 and their bodies were discovered on the outskirts of Saskatoon. Uh, inquests in 2001 and 2002 into their deaths determined that they were due to hypothermia. Now, that, it, it, and it doesn't seem like a huge, like it should be a huge deal, but this is where the segue begins. So... For as long as I have been alive, I have always heard and seen little horror stories of white colonial treatment of indigenous people. And I used to think when I was a kid, I was like, damn, if they were here first, then why Why are they being treated like this? this oh, that's messed up. That's jacked up. That is fucking evil. And then it, it dawned on me, I would say I was like 17, 18 years old. Actually, no i was 20 21 years old when i realized that this is this is very much the modus operandi of the colonizer and it it sounds really bad i i swear to god it does but at the same time it's like well it it kind of makes sense if you will it, it, you know it it's It's very much something that I would punctuate as a reason to not trust really anybody. But at the same time, this is something that needs to be talked about. Like, yes, the uh, Saskatoon Starlight Tours were bad, but they were minuscule compared to the ongoing onslaught of abuse and exploitation and targeting of indigenous people. In America and Canada so it is something that I want to bring out I want to talk about this before I ever get back into before I ever jump into critical race theory because there's a reasoning behind that there is a bit of intersectionality between the treatment of indigenous people and the treatment of black people as well as the treatment of Hispanic and or Asian people like all black brown whatever what have you all skin tones that aren't fair by definition that aren't pale and you know that aren't white basically are treated marginally different literally everywhere and on the surface it doesn't it just seems like microaggressions but when you really think about it the question for me that I want to pose is what did we do what? What? Where, when did we transgress enough to make the entirety of the white populace of the world hate us in such a fashion and and before and I swear to Christ if any one of you come into these comments talking about well the bible girl shut up shush I'm not talking about religion I'm talking about socioeconomic development in the Western world as well as globally because when you really think about it black folk and indigenous people literally all over the fucking planet get treated like trash for literally nothing we can't do or say or behave in any way that goes against the grain without there being some kind of reprimand or without it being blown completely out of proportion and as much as i would love to sit here and be like oh it's not a big deal all we gotta do there's more to it than that i would hope that you understand that there is more to it than that now nancy one moment Girl, i my lighter going out. <laughs> the ghetto. Anyway, who oh, I got ruthlessly distracted. Oh, girl. Well, <laughs> that happened. Never mind. Anyway, I cannot believe this. I think it. Oh, it got oil in it. Never mind. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Now, before we really truly segue, if, I, if you will, into the brunt of the bullshit, I just want it to be known that, no, I don't blame all white people for the shit that has happened. I don't. I don't hate white people. I'm not what y'all want to, rec- want, want to call reverse racist. No, by no means. I am simply someone who wants people to know the truth. And the truth of the matter is black and brown people are more likely to be murdered, raped, all kinds of shit. (laughs) Like the list goes on and on. Black and brown people are more likely to be targeted in this fashion than literally any demographic of white people on the planet. I'm gonna let you rest with that for a second. because it doesn't it 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 makes sense but again i'm going to circle back to that question that i asked like what did we do when when the the shift of energy started what was our mistake i'm i'm talking to black people by the way just if you're not black and or indigenous please ignore this question when did the pendulum shift this is where i would love i would love to start a discord or some kind of chat room where i can get like a shit ton of educated black and brown people to come in and we can really talk about it because the way i see it is white people didn't want us making progress that's just the truth of the matter and when they came and stole this land and built it not even built it monitored its building micromanaged its development and took over just like ragweed the whole time this like literally the entirety of this particular empire, if you will, was built on the blood, sweat, and tears of black and brown people. And when I say black and brown people, I do mean indigenous folk. All of the indigenous nations were also victims of this kind of endgame strategy, if you will, and. Politically speaking, it doesn't have to be that way. I, I don't think, I don't feel it has to be that way, but it is. Truth of the matter is, even now, like even in this supposedly progressive world that we live in, even now, in certain situations, I refuse to put myself in because I do not feel safe. Traveling via car is Really, a very sparse option for me, especially when I'm leaving my homes, my home city. Like leaving Memphis and traveling, literally anywhere southward, really anywhere in America, is nerve-wracking for me. And the only reason why it is like that is because I know for a fact, all of these places that claim to be progressive and claim to be anti-racism, they secretly are. And that is the worst kind of racist is ones that do it in secret because they know for a fact that as long as they play the part, as long as they hold that image of progressive ideation, they will not be questioned. And the second you question them, it it turns sour like they, they go left real fast and it is terrifying. The amount of bravado and audacity that these people have where they can literally sit there and tell you, oh, your religion isn't right. It's not the right way. You're doing it wrong. Or, oh, that that way of speaking is inappropriate. The way you wear your hair is ghetto. This, that, and the other. When in actuality, the, the, tea, the gag is <laughs> they want that kind of energy more than they want literally anything else because regardless of what they want you to think they couldn't colonize our personas, our persons our souls and whether you believe me or not our cultures are the richest things that we have like yeah money is nice and all but I don't sit in bed and get excited about money I don't sit in bed and get excited about having Apple TV or a MacBook or an iPhone or Apple Watch. I don't get excited by that. I get excited when I see examples of how my people, how black folk, the African diaspora, how we sit, how we can literally turn anything, literally anything, we can literally turn anything we touch into gold, be it music, fashion. Food, uh, dance, acting Literally anything we touch turns to gold Especially when we have a natural talent for it Oh my god Stunning I love it I, I live for it I love scrolling through TikTok and seeing white people Literally get their wig snatched because it, it reminds me that even though they have this sort of systemic power over us, whether they think it's infinite or not, we still have something that they can never have. And, and tell me I'm wrong. I, I want someone to tell me I'm wrong. I want someone to email me a very lengthy email about how I'm wrong. Now Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying this to target White folk I'm not bashing White people at all I know and acknowledge that there are Some good white people out there There are there are some people out there That would give you their shirt off their back If you needed it They would come to you and help you In your time of need without Even second guessing it they would literally Drop what they were doing and come and help you if they could I know this Just like I know that there are some Cops out there that are not bad that would really rather talk to you and see what's going on and understand you more than to jump on the cusp of, oh, I'm about to shoot this nigger. No, not all of them are like that. I have family that are police officers. My half brother's mom is a police officer and I love her to pieces. I wanted to be a police officer for a long time, still kind of do, Am I going to do it? Probably not Because I don't want to have to choose Granted, I wouldn't choose I will always be on the side of my people And people like us That that would be no question But we all know that being the good guy Can get you killed Which leads me back to Good old critical race theory So critical race theory started picking up steam i believe back in the early mid to early 70s i want to say and basically what it is it is a i is a, I'm gonna say it is a composed thread of many different outlooks as to why race in america is such a thing why it is so prevalent when it comes down to finances when it comes down to health care when it comes down to food resources water drinking water all that there are so many different aspects of it at play that people tend to miss the fact that there is there are things that are literally out of our control and people who are on the outside looking in think oh they're just lazy they're not doing it they're not dedicated no it's not that we're not dedicated or that we're lazy or That we're just not trying. It's just the system is built to keep us down. And that is what critical race theory speaks on very heavily. And it emphasizes how the government actively implemented these tactics in order to make sure that black and brown people could not get a leg up in this country or in any country that they are not native to. So with that being said, I'm going to leave y'all with that little nugget. And next week, we're going to talk about, well, not next week, next episode, we're going to talk about redlining and its effect on healthcare as well as housing and resources as far as resource availability to the people that are in these red districts. So get your notepad ready, sir, because we're going to talk about it quite heavily. And with that being said, I want y'all to stay beautiful, always be blessed and highly melanated and stay savvy, friends.